You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We're so glad you're here today. I'm Leon Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a podcaster. I'm a novelist. I'm a producer. And I'm excited to be here. Our, our question of the week is, what's your favorite spring cleaning activity? Jewel? Okay, that this is Julie Dolan. I'm here in Dallas, Texas. I would say my favorite activity is cleaning the windows. I love bright, sparkly windows. So I usually do one, and then I give up. And I call Ever Everclean. They're they're a local window cleaning company, and they come, and they just zip through the house, and it's very exciting, and it's well worth it. That's uh, that's my favorite one. How about you, Liz? Okay, let's see. This is Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica. I am a marketer and a podcaster, and I don't know when I hear the word cleaning, I don't get super excited, but I do. <laughs> okay, I do, have, I do have a new policy that sort of results in a better overall look. And my new policy is candles, use them or lose them. And oh, because yeah. I just realized I have a lot of random candles around yeah. my home because yeah. you buy candles when you go to a cute store or somebody comes and visits you and they bring you a candle and I just put them down somewhere without much thought. And then like a year later, they're still in that same spot or I've never really used them. So I just have to use them or lose them. That's my thing. Yeah. Because you know what? Nothing's worse than a dirty, dusty candle yes. that you've never lit. That that yeah. doesn't look good. All right, Liz, I approve of that. I approve of that. Well, I, I like, Julie, the sort of the changing of the guard. I like to, you know, take my decorative wreaths, my winter wreaths and flowers down and like freshen and zhuzh everything up, you know, brighten okay. everything up, put the no actual cleaning, but yes. just <laughs> redecorating. <laughs> okay, you're right. <laughs> That's, That's fine. fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Called out. So noted. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, today on the show, we are going to talk about a couple of cultural things that are happening now that, uh, you know, spurred on a discussion. Julie, you watched the Brooke Shields documentary, Pretty Baby, which has been getting a lot of press. And we love Brooke Shields. She has a lot to say. So we're going to talk about that. Right. What do you want to yes. talk about? Yeah, no, I think it's an amazing documentary. I think it's also a very cautionary tale for this generation and about, you know, women and their own power and their own agency and forming their own opinions and protecting themselves. So we're going to talk about all those things, Leanne. Okay. Liz and I were on assignment this week. We went to see Air, uh, oh, which is the, the movie about Nike, the new Ben Affleck, Matt Damon movie about Nike. Liz and I both worked at Nike uh, in the 80s when the movie is set. So <laughs> many people have said, you know, what do you guys think? What do you think? Mm -hmm. So we're going to tell you what we think about the new Air movie. Um, I have a, just a terrifying story about urban otters. <laughs> how okay. can it be? Oh, like, how, how can it be terrifying? terrifying? They're my favorite animals, Leanne. I love otters. You have to decide if they're still your favorite animal when they're walking towards you in a public park. That's all I'm saying, okay? Oh. I don't know. Uh, Lost and Found in Paris is coming out on the 18th next week in paperback, so I'm doing a couple of special events. 
And Julie, it appears you've watched everything on BritBox TV. So now you're turning to Acorn TV. Acorn TV. Yes, we're going to Ireland, Leanne. Okay, okay. I've got a new hit Irish show for you. It's actually not that new, but I'm sure you haven't seen it. So I'm going to I'm going to call it new. All right. And more information on our Satellite Sisters Big Fun Weekend in October. So stay tuned. Okay. I'm going to just dive in here and start, sisters, right? Because from the Satellite Sisters sports desk, I have a headline and a a short opinion piece. <laughs> short. So here's the thing. Um, you Probably most of you saw the headline this weekend on Saturday about Tiger Woods' withdrawal from Augusta. Did you see that, the video? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. saw the video, yeah. Oh, I my did God. Too. Just so painful watching that Saturday afternoon. And, you know, and it, I think everyone could feel his pain. I could totally, totally feel that pain because he crushed his leg and ankle about a month after I crushed my leg and knee. So I'll confess that I follow Tiger Woods rehab very, very closely. I feel very close to him. And there, there are days when I see him like playing hole 18 and I'm like, well, good for him, but darn it. right right happy for him also a little jelly that happens and then there are other moments like saturday when you see that he can barely do it that i think yeah because that plantar fasciitis that he has i have a version of that too anyway so uh so i read the news and then i made the mistake of doing something i tell people never to do which is clicking on the comments Never, wow. never click on the comments. So one, one of the, this is going to seem petty on my part, but it's important to me. So one of the first ones I saw was some guy writing, hey, Tiger, you know, you can get surgery for that. I had plantar fasciitis and I am 100% cured. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Here we get into the opinion part of the piece. Now I'm going to say on behalf of me, Liz Dolan, and also I feel like I can speak for Tiger Woods here, unsolicited medical advice is not wanted or useful. I just wanted to scream. I was like, seriously, dude? You think you think Tiger doesn't know what his treatment alternatives are? Uh, you think he doesn't have the best doctors in the world? You think maybe your plantar fasciitis is the same as his plantar fasciitis, where they almost had to amputate his leg? I mean, again, unsolicited medical advice. You know, it just sends me off the like around the bend. And I was just on a related note. I was in an MRI machine on Friday afternoon, and I was thinking about Tiger. I was thinking Tiger probably has his own MRI machine. I know. <laughs> he's really had so many MRIs. He's got one in the in the back. He just goes back there, jumps in the street, an MRI. So I'm just going to remind everyone. I know I bring this up a lot, but unsolicited medical advice is just not useful. It's right. just I, I'm just okay. even though when they're trying to be helpful, you no. know, uh, it's not helpful, right? Yeah, I mean, like my neighbors, Julie, they'll occasionally seeing me see me walk Hooper, and occasionally I'll have to use a crutch or have a boot on. The moment they say the words, you know what you should do? I wish I could. If I could run, I would run in the opposite direction. (laughs) Anyway, so that's it. Unsolicited advice, it's a no-no. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That is it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It's all right. Okay. I think we know. There's no one. Everyone in our family knows. Yes. Yeah. Well, plus, he's probably had a million surgeries by now. Right. I know. I know. You're You're totally right. You're totally right. 
Hey, well, sisters, I wanted to give you an update. You know, I've it's been the first quarter is complete, and this is the first quarter that my husband has been in semi-retirement, okay? Mm. And I want to thank the Satellite Sisterhood for the advice that they gave gave me regarding a lunch policy. I mean, when your partner is all of a sudden around for lunch, what's your policy? And the overwhelming response from the Satellite Sisterhood was, no lunch. Do not. They do not get lunch. Lunch is out. But I'm happy to report that we've put in a pl- put in place a policy that's called that's called lunch, no strings attached. Oh, think oh, about oh, that. Good. Lunch. That so, sounds a lot sexier than it probably is. So, yes. <laughs> I, I am so excited about this land. <laughs> so. It just means like we can have lunch together occasionally, but no strings attached. You know, like Mm -hmm. don't expect it tomorrow or who knows when it's going to happen again. I mean, it's happening today. You got to be in the moment. You got to go for the lunch and then that's it. So pretty good. Don't you think? Yeah, that's it. Um, I would have to say... um, my husband, you know, he he was uh, he was an executive. He is an executive, and now he's turned some of those finely honed skills on some of our everyday living things, oh. which is oh. really nice. now. I don't think I've ever told anyone this. Okay, I'm sharing it with my sisters. I'm sharing it with Satellite Sisterhood. But uh, my husband makes the breakfast in the morning. He does the whole thing: makes the coffee, makes the breakfast, and we have the same breakfast every day. Cashy Goline, peanut butter crunch cereal, 2% Fage yogurt, blueberries, and raspberries. Okay, I do the healthy, grocery Healthy shopping. choices, okay. Okay, very healthy choices. So I do the grocery shopping. So now I get a report from him, uh, to, and he lets me know his position, sort of like a hedge fund manager, like we have a two-day supply of blueberries. Okay, <laughs> we are running. We are never going to make it to the end of the week with the raspberries or the ogre. Oh, okay. So it's a supply when there were supply chain, chain issues. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I, I mean, Liz, it is so official. Okay, it's so official. And when there were supply chain issues with our beloved Cashy Goline peanut butter crunch cereal, okay, somehow he found a new source. And we now have cereal arriving. It, boxes are arriving in the middle of the night. We are stockpiled. Okay. I mean, this it's a small operation, this breakfast operation. It's only two people. But he's got big time skills, and he's put it on the morning meal, and we're all set. Okay. Wow. Well, I'm glad he can use those skills somewhere. (laughs) When he starts actually issuing like written reports, then you should get worried. (laughs) Well, it's a similar thing. So this week we picked up a new car. Uh, Oh, we we ordered it five months ago. It arrived last Friday. So we went to pick it up. It's a new station wagon, of course. You know, we're station wagon people and it is a hybrid. So there's a lot to learn there. And it's a new car. So there's a lot of electronics, right? Um, And normally we don't even buy new cars. Normally we buy, uh, what's that term, previously owned or Somebody had on a lease and then they turned it in after two or three years. That's what yeah. I buy too. Yeah. We usually buy your pre-owned cars. So just the fact that it was like brand spanking new was very, very exciting for us. So, you know, you need with these new cars, like an orientation. You can't yes. just drive the car off the lot. I mean, no, right. particularly because we're, this is our first hybrid. Like I didn't even know 
How do you start the car? Some pretty basic things, right? So we get in the car with the car dealer, uh, the salesman. And the first thing we have to do is we have to download the app, right? And then we have to like pair the app with the screen. All right. It stops us dead, you guys. <laughs> because oh, it's the first one to go. And the question, question number two is, what is your Google password? And that's it. Oh, wow. We're out. I mean, oh, yes. Oh, forget that. Because your Google password is not a sticky note at home on your computer. <laughs> well, that's my system. Barrick, the guy's like, well, can't you just go into your same password? Blah, blah. And Barrick looks at me and goes, I have a system for my passwords. They're all on an Excel spreadsheet oh, that- on my office desktop. I was like, that just screams, you know, Gen X <laughs> so right there, an Excel spreadsheet. I mean, I just thought we are never going to get out of this parking lot because we can't remember our Google password. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so it didn't take like 20 minutes, literally, for Barrick to come up with it. Uh, but in the meantime, the, the dealer was saying... Uh, she said, oh, yeah, the other week I had, you know, this older couple in their 80s and like he had to type in his password and his hands were shaking and this and that. And he couldn't remember it. And it was just like a future flash for me. I was like, that will be us. Yes. <laughs> car. And I feel like we're going to need jitterbug cars. You know how you have those jitterbug phones where you can yes. only call three. Yes. Yes. That would be good. We so got a hug for mom and dad. That's yeah. it. We so, had to resort to the jitterbug. Yeah. Like, so what what like, we need like, in the future is just like you only can go three places and you don't have to put any passwords in. Like just <laughs> the doctor's office, the hair salon, <laughs> and the library. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or church. Yes. So, um, I, I'm happy. I'm happy to report that we did get the car off the lot. But uh, then, uh, you know, I just wanted to, I had to spend just a lot of time with the owner's manual getting all set up before I even like took it out of the driveway. I was like, I don't want to get someplace and not be able to get the car in drive. You know, I I believe, Leanne, here's a a little pro tip because I bought a new car uh, last year. They have YouTube videos. You can watch those. So uh, you may also find that you have to go back to the dealership, although that's somewhat humiliating to have the salesperson and uh, show you stuff. But there's a lot of YouTube videos about how to operate these new cars, too. Yeah, I mean, I actually looked at YouTube. I, uh, I'll have to look again. I was I was surprised at the lack of YouTube videos for this particular model. But wow. um, he did say we could come back, and we're not ashamed. We're going to go back. No, just we, do it. Just do it. But uh, this is my tip is, like, if you're going to buy a car, bring your Google password. You know, just, <laughs> just forget your checkbook. Bring the Google password. <laughs> okay. Hot tips about buying new cars. Before we get into more news of the week, like these allegedly killer otters, um, we wanted to go like reset the biggest big excitement about the announcement we made about the big fun weekend. So here's the update. Big fun weekend. We decided that we wanted to gather together as many satellite sisters and misters as we could for, well, a big fun weekend. And so that is happening October 13th, 14th, and 15th in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where we know we have so many loyal listeners anyway. So we're super psyched how many of you have already responded that you're excited to get together. You know, as we said last week, we want to see your faces. We want it to be in person. And we wanted to do more than just like a speech in your town. So we're psyched to see the reaction. Our theme for the Big Fun Weekend is bring a friend, 
make a friend. It's going to be a super friendly environment. So whether you come on your own or your own crew, Satellite Sisters, whatever it is, it's going to be a very friendly place. So here's the deal. The tickets go on sale this weekend on October 15th. And I no, think- no, no, April. April 15th. April. <laughs> okay, that's okay, Liz, you're fired. <laughs> fired, Liz. You can't read any more about this. Yes, I'm looking at October. Yes, April 15th, this Saturday. So, Leanne, I think you are going to carry on with more details on that. <laughs> right, yeah. So, the links will go live for both the tickets, which are $2.99 and include all the events on Friday night, a welcome cocktail. Uh, Saturday, we're doing a live podcast taping. Saturday night, there's going to be a dinner a big dance party, Mama Mia-themed dance party, which is exciting. I mean, people are already working on their costumes. There's going to be a group photo. There's going to be some contests on Saturday night. And Sunday is going to be a, a no-host coffee to say goodbye to everybody and exchange contact information and stuff like that. So those tickets go on sale on Saturday, April 15th. They are $2.99. That's all in. Your the official hotel for the event is the Hilton in downtown Minneapolis. We have a great room rate for that. And so that reservation line will also go live on Saturday, April 15th. Uh, we would love to have you come and stay at the hotel. Even if you live nearby, it's uh, it's a great room rate and it will add to the party if everyone's there and you do a staycation. So that's great. Um, there's a frequently asked questions that's posted on our website. Just go to SatelliteSisters.com. You'll see big right on the homepage. Click here for more information. And then there's a frequently asked questions posted. So if you have some initial questions, please do that. Um, and then uh, if you buy your tickets um, between now and Mother's Day, you're automatically going to be entered uh, into a contest to win a free gift basket of some sort. TB details TBD, but there will be uh, there will be a gift. And is there anything else? What do you think? Is that well, we're just we're just trying to make this the most fun, uh, pleasant weekend that we can. First of all, we got a great location at the Hilton Hotel in Minneapolis. Great weekend. It's October. You know the weather's going to be wonderful. So, and there's going to be time to, for togetherness and time for if you want to explore the city. Um, and uh, some of the events that we have, we're still working on the details, but we are going to have icebreaker events and we are going <laughs> to play Satellite Sister Trivia and this dance party on Saturday night. I am telling you, even if you don't like to dance, you can come and have so much fun. We're hoping everyone works on their costumes. It can be, you know, any kind of costume is going to work. You've seen the movie. It's pretty easy to go in your closet and find something there. Uh, come with your friends or if you want to come by yourself it's all going to be good we have a lot of surprises and tap so uh please make your plans now uh and buy your tickets starting april 15th great tool yeah we had a thread that popped up on the facebook group anyone going alone I, a lot of people are going to come solo that's why it's bring a friend make a friend we're going to as we get closer to the event organize an app where people can who are going to the big fun weekend can connect beforehand and work on rides or sharing rooms or meetups on your own we're going to make that all possible because we want people to feel included and you know julie is very nice so she'll talk to everybody <laughs> right liz <laughs> i will true. i want to talk at each and every one of you. Okay, I'm going to have my own booth table situation going on. Yes. And she loves an icebreaker. Julie loves yes. an icebreaker. Yes. We have some sponsorship deals we're going to talk to you about next week. But also, Leanne, didn't 
Uh, didn't we want to say something about the people that already made their hotel rooms? Oh, we yes, we yeah. did, Liz. Thank yes. you. I knew there was something else and I couldn't remember. So if you've already gone ahead and made hotel reservations just on your own and not through our link, that's totally fine. Don't cancel those reservations. Um, if you have, if you want to switch it over to our actual reservation block, which would be great, you can email your reservation information to Big fun weekend at satellitesisters.com and we can get your reservation switched over to our block. Big fun weekend at satellitesisters.com. We're working with an event producer, Sarah Alice, and she's actually answering those emails. Yeah. So if you're wondering, hey, Leah, no one ever answers the emails over there at satellitesisters.com. <laughs> Sarah Alice does. Sarah Alice does. So uh, big fun weekend at satellitesisters.com is just a good email for everybody, but don't cancel those reservations. We can switch them over to our room reservation block. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. <laughs> in no their kidding. skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Oh. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil, youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria Seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself <laughs> because you're worth it. <laughs> that's, that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with, your, with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leon. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you know, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. 
That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because yeah. it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're back. You can always visit us at SatelliteSisters.com. We have a whole website over there. So go check it out. All right, Joel, what do you got? Well, this weekend, I watched Pretty Baby, which is a new documentary on Hulu about Brooke Shields. And can I just start by saying, God bless Brooke Shields. Okay, because yeah. if you don't know who Brooke Shields was or is, she was a generational icon in the 70s and 80s. You know, she was considered the most beautiful woman, girl of her generation. Uh, and this is before the internet. But I mean, really, she she was it. I mean, she modeled. She was in magazines. She did TV commercials. She also starred in a number of mo movies when she was very young. Pretty Baby, where she played a child prostitute at the age of 11. And Blue Lagoon, which was about teen love and sex, which she was like... <laughs> Blew my mind. Blew my mind. <laughs> Blue Lagoon. <laughs> Blue Lagoon. Was, that was a very important thing. And at 16... She was doing the Calvin Klein jean, jeans ads. Now, in this documentary, um, it is, I, I mean, you begin to understand how, like, her beauty and a woman's beauty is used to sell, sell stuff. I mean, it it's just so compelling because they have all this video of her at a young age, and she was absolutely an object. She was just treated like an object. I mean, when you think that she had to kiss Keith Carradine in that in that movie, Pretty Baby, I mean, and... Oh, she, she did? Yes, yes. I mean, and then when she did Blue Lagoon, the director made up some story that she lost her virginity during the filming of that movie, which was not true. But he did that because he thought it would sell, you know, sell more movie tickets. And Calvin Klein, when he was asked, well, how can you have this young girl in your jeans saying this super suggestive dialogue that Brooke Shields admits at the time she didn't even know what it meant? Okay. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't know what it meant. And Calvin Klein just answered, well, I'm a very naughty boy. You know, that was his response. Yeah. And I, I mean... She was raised by a single uh, single mother who was an alcoholic, who was her manager. And in the documentary, uh, you know, what I think is really interesting is that Brooke Shields has made, 
she has reconciled, you know, her mother and her upbringing. And it's not as if, you know, I, I mean, her mother is part of it, but she doesn't lay all the blame as to what to ha- what happened to her or how she was objectified on her mother. Do you think, Leanne? Well, I didn't uh, I didn't get a chance yeah. to watch yeah. the documentary yet. So uh, so I can't speak to that specifically, but she does seem ridiculously well adjusted for what yeah. she's gone through. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I agree. Mean, Shields is a real hero to me because we were born the same year. We're both 1965. So I was the same age as her. And so yeah. it was sort of astonishing to watch her go through all those things at the same age. And then she went off to Princeton and, and then, you know, then she was married to Andre Agassi, but in between there was a lot going on. And I always just had a lot of sympathy and good feel, good feelings about her. So I'm yeah. glad that she's reconciled her mother and yeah, I'm not glad. part of it um I mean she's talked openly about that but Liz you know what for me one of the creepiest things about this is they have a lot of clips of talk show hosts like mm-hmm. beloved talk show hosts like Merv Griffin Phil Donahue like interviewing um Brooke Shields and always it's with her mother or it's with a director and they treated her like like an object like they talked about her in front of her and would say, well, how do you feel about being a porn star? I mean, just two of the sounds so creepy. I mean, it was so they took every there was there was systematic object objectification of Brooke Shields. Everyone took advantage of this of her incredible beauty. Okay. Was her aunt, whether it was her mother whether it was the directors, whether it was actors, you know, people who should know better, right? Or yeah, say, right. hey, stop, okay? Well, you and know, Julia, I've heard her do a couple of lengthy interviews since the doc came out. Yes. I haven't seen the documentary yet. And she does say, like, in that era, she could not understand what all the fuss was about when she was just so shocked that Pretty Baby became controversial and shocked that the Calvin Klein ads became controversial because it was just the world, the water she swam in. And so she just kind of always rejected that people thought these things were wrong or creepy or controversial in some way. And it's really like only later in life that she began to look back. She said, half the stuff in the movie her mother kept absolutely everything about her ever. So the yeah. reason the movie is so well documented is because her mom like obsessively collected things. Right. But it sounds like it's taken her a long time to understand long time. what actually happened to her. I mean, do you realize that at one point this, uh, you know, a trusted, beloved photographer who had taken some nude photographs of her at nine decided that he wanted to release the photographs and make money off of night. And you see this now. I mean, I don't think some of these movies would even be made now because it it would be considered child pornography. And that she had to go to trial to block these nude photographs. That's right. I remember that. And Leanne, this is so terrible. They have some of the trial transcripts where the attorneys for this photographer are asking, you know, young Brooke Shields, well, do you like being a porn star? Do, do you know yeah. you're sexy? And she lost the trial and they were mm-hmm. able to release the photo- uh, photographs. But you just have this sense of, uh, you know, I, I mean, it's of outrage. I think all women would have a sense of outrage that nobody protected her. Okay. Right. 
And it was, you know, it's the same thing when you watch the Britney Spears documentary that came out two years ago. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's kind of the talk show hosts around her making jokes about her and commenting on her body. And she was like 15 and 16 years old and the grownups around her, like not protecting her. Uh, there's that great podcast by Claire Malone, Just Like Us, about all yeah. those girls in the 2000s, like Lindsay Lohan. It's just, it's what's unbelievable is it's a cycle that's repeated over over and over and over again. And, and, and but she was the first. I mean, she probably wasn't the first, but she was the first that I recall because she was so young when she started and then has kept working, which is astonishing. I mean, I mean, she said, you know, she and there's some very good analysis in this documentary about just girls are always under pressure to be perfect. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that she was she had that perfect beauty. And so and people took advantage of that. But it was only when she got to Princeton and people you know, kind of separated a little from her mother and that she talks about like there was a faculty member who asked about, well, what was her opinion on something? And she said, well, no one's ever asked me what my opinion is. Well, you know, she was yeah. told it. And that's, you know, sort of the beginning of how she learned to have her own voice, her own opinion, and take control. I mean, that's what what she did. Because during this period when she was being used, she talks about this disassociation that, like, she couldn't control any of this. So, it was just mm -hmm. a job. She was just doing it. It didn't mean anything in her life. And now, I think later in her life, she really had to process it. But it's also about themes about teenage girls today mm -hmm. and how they share their images in the public square and, you know, whether, you know, in social media. And what are they yeah, doing like there? Constant commentary on how they look yes, in social media, right? Exactly. Even more than in Brooke Shields's age. Right, right, right. I mean, there's that, you know, there's, so it is a very, or or family members that are using their young children, I don't know, to sell stuff on the internet. I mean, that, it's a very cautionary tale about about what we're doing and how we protect children, and in particular, how we protect girls and their rights and their images. So, yeah, um, I, you know, Julie, there was this amazing thing I saw this weekend in the sports world that made me think about this, too, because Anna Hall is a young athlete, NCAA athlete, but she's a heptathlete. She holds the American record in the heptathlon. She won a bronze medal at the World Championships um, last year. And she posted this super sad video on TikTok this weekend uh, saying, could you please stop commenting on my videos from performance, my videos, and telling me I look like a dude? Hey, dudes, I really don't need to hear that from you. I don't need your comments on my body. And then she's like, I'm hard enough on myself without all of you being so hard on me. And it it really struck me because she is this like incredibly accomplished athlete. I think she's like 21 or 22, uh, that age, so youngish, and also just looks so great when you see her perform. I was shocked that people feel like they feel so free to make those comments on how they on how she looks. 
I know. Well, it's the same people who want to tell Tiger Woods yes. he can get plantar fasciitis surgery. I know. I but I I, but it is super damaging with women. It's it's yes. it happens every single day on the internet with women. Yeah. Think about that, like Jeanette McCurdy. Remember we talked oh, about right. her her uh, bi- you know autobiography. I'm glad my mom is dead. It was the same sort of thing. Just a lot of commentary on their bodies all the time. Yeah. It just must be exhausting, exhausting, but also creepy. Yes. <laughs> super. I mean. Uh, so this is well worth uh, watching. A little fun fact, you know, that Laura Linney, the actress, was one of her good friends uh, growing up. And oh. yeah, and, and she's in the documentary as well. Um, uh, so I I, I I would recommend it, you know, for anyone, but particularly if, you know, if you have young girls in your life um, and or are a Brooks Shields fan, this is this is really important stuff. It's really well done. Yeah. Okay. Good recommendation, Julie. It's been on my list. I just haven't gotten to it. Great. But okay. So one thing I did get to this week, Liz and I were on assignment to go see Air. Okay. This is the new Ben Affleck directed movie written by Alex Convery about uh, the signing of Michael Jordan to Nike. This is a movie about a shoe deal, which is just shocking (laughs) at that. Is a dramatic enough arc for a movie? But sure, it's the story of a shoe deal that happened at Nike in 1984. Both Liz and I worked at Nike in the 80s. Liz, when did you arrive at Nike? I arrived in 88. Okay, and I arrived in 89. So just shortly after that, uh, Liz had a much bigger job than I did. But shockingly, I worked with a lot of the same people in the movie uh, that are there. So this is the story of the shoe deal. It involves, uh, as written by Alex Convery and directed by Ben Affleck, it involves a really small number of executives at the company at the time. And uh, the hero of the movie is Michael Jordan's mom, who yeah. uh, who definitely uh, sort of has a huge voice in this movie, played by Viola Davis. And um, according to the movie, changed the nature of shoe con- contracts forever. So that's just an overview of the movie. Yeah. So, you know, I saw one, one review, Leon, that said it's the best movie ever written about meetings. And <laughs> it's good. I have a meeting. Okay. I, I went with my son, Colin. I looked at him afterwards. I was like, that was a movie about meetings. So I didn't, I, that's, it is a very good movie about meetings, but it's about meetings. It's a movie about meetings. <laughs> okay. So I got to say, I found it super fun, but first I had to be in the right frame of mind, which not everyone is. I think people that were close to this story, because I knew most of the people that were being played by other people in the movie, even though I didn't arrive till four years later, I'm like, it's not my job to judge whether it's true or not. It's just, is this entertaining? I really wanted to just allow myself to be entertained or not by the movie without um, without comparing it at all to real life. Because movies are not real life. I know. There are just there. There weren't like three people that invented the whole thing in any story anywhere. So um, so I went to see it with two of my two of my Nike friends. We were all there. 80s, 90s, whatever. So we knew all the principles involved. And so that was fun. And we gave ourselves a little pep talk before we saw it. Remember, the idea is to have fun at the movies. It's not to fact check the movie. So having said that, I did enjoy, though, the fact that the movie and Alex Convery, the writer, uses the Nike principles throughout the movie to sort of punctuate certain parts of the story and if you listened to the interview that Leon and I did with Phil Knight that I that I just re-released last month, 
we interview him about those very same Nike principles. So I thought that was, of course, they were not really on his wall or anything like that, but whatever. And I remember, Lee, and even in that interview we did with Phil, one of their Nike principles, which is prominently featured in the movie, was uh, fight the law. And in that interview, you said, like, Phil, don't you think that's a little juvenile? Fight the law. What is that? And he said, uh, he said, well, I said, fight the law, not break the law. I mean, we just, you know. And I think there are a lot of things in this movie that are a reminder, whether you were there or not, that like it used to be a small company, a small scrap right. company. And like the overarching takeaway for me was that success in any of these things, whether it's a business or an individual, it's not inevitable. And those people and that story, that came so close to not happening. Not in the way it almost doesn't happen in the movie, but, you know, whatever. Anyway, so my favorite part of the movie, I don't know what you think about this, is they really, Ben Affleck really played Phil Knight for laughs, you know? Right, he, yes, yes. He's very, he's, in real life, he is an oddball. It's totally the, odd. He's a very odd man. Yep. But in the movie... <laughs> in you the heard movie, it here first at Satellite Sisters. <laughs> in the movie... He's even more of an oddball. Yeah. Which, why not? He he gets so much credit for everything at Nike. Why not, like, poke him a little bit? I am totally 100% okay that, you know, Ben Affleck played this very over-the-top version of Phil. I don't know if you felt that way. That's the way I felt. I thought I thought that was one of the most charming parts of the movie. Yeah. I mean, I really did enjoy the Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck Phil thing. And there were some great outfits, but just also the jogging, the running outfit was just a classic. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, he did make it seem like ben, like Phil just laid around on his couch in his office and didn't do anything at Nike. Like, But that's okay. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> whatever. Okay, so I enjoyed that. And I also have a confession to make. My confession, the other star of the movie, Ben Affleck, plays Sonny Vaccaro. Who- Matt, Matt. You got the wrong actor, Matt Damon. Why do I keep saying, okay, yeah, I don't know. Matt Damon um, played Sonny Vaccaro, uh, who allegedly, the man who signed, who signed Michael Jordan to Nike. Here's my confession. I had a terrible relationship with Sonny Vaccaro. I just, like, I did not like him. Well, a lot of reasons. First of all, he insisted on calling me sweetie and honey most of the time. Oh, that, oh, that didn't go over well, I'm sure. That did not. No, it did not. And everyone always found it funny, Julie. Like oh. that that Sonny was always putting me down. Like, yeah, that was not good. I also considered Sonny Vaccaro a, like, walking, talking, NCAA violation about to happen. Right? Yeah, right. Like, okay, fast and loose with the rules. Talking about breaking the law. Yeah, it was pretty much the NCAA laws. However, having said that, I love... The Matt Damon version of Sonny Vaccaro. Okay, I'm fine with that. It's not the real Sonny Vaccaro at all, which I think is a, real, a good part of, of the movie. So, yeah, okay. I love, I would, I think everyone should have Matt Damon take them over in a charming, funny movie. We, we would all, we would all feel better about ourselves if Matt Damon played us in a movie. So, thank you, Matt. Uh, <laughs> well, I have to say the movie has spurred a lot of contact from previous employees, right, Liz? Haven't you gotten a lot of text chains and emails and messages and are you going, are you not going? Because half the people, I think, love it and the other half are boycotting it because... They are? Why? You know, there's just this Sonny Vaccaro 
is a real sticking point. Like the hagiography of Sonny, that he's like this hero, that's a problem for some people. And so there's just a, they just can't separate fact from fiction. They can't do what Liz did and just go enjoy it and not fact check it. They're really, really struggling with that. So, I mean, I, I talked to a colleague from 35 years ago. He sent me some photos this week of like a, sh- a shoot we did in 1989. I'm like, are you going? He's like, no way. I can't go. So, so so funny. It feels so petty that they can't go, but then yeah. I'm, okay, fine. Don't go. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. It's just a movie. Just a movie. So if you didn't work at Nike, like me, yeah. right. uh, would you recommend going to this movie? Yeah, if you care a lot about shoes. It's a, it's a movie about a shoe deal. I mean, it made, it made $20 million this weekend, which is great. So it's doing very well. It's got snappy dialogue. You know, things move along. There are some genuinely funny lines that you don't, you know, you don't have to know about Nike or basketball or the shoe business to appreciate. Um, you know, if you do enjoy basketball and the shoe business, like if you're really wondering what the Converse executives were like in 1984, there's a a great Converse meeting story and Adidas meeting story. Sure, there's great. There's some great, like, lifted, vaulted writing about sports. I mean, the great thing about working in the sports business is sports isn't an analogy. It's You can use sports all the time because that's your business. So yeah. that makes for a lot of, like, Coach Taylor-like speeches, you know, some mm-hmm. some great speeches there. So I, I enjoyed that. And then if you're a particular fan of what was a star-studded 1984 NBA draft, you are <laughs> enjoy that movie because there is a deep cut on the uh john stockton gonzaga uh jokes so a running joke about john stockton and gonzaga that i really enjoyed having worked with john stockton so yeah but i think people are enjoying it if they're really into this if they're into if you're into the sneaker culture you'd enjoy it or if you think i'd like to go to a movie about meetings you, you would enjoy it too <laughs> oh okay. what the thing about people in the movie and what i was called back in the day so while sunny was calling it was always calling me honey or sweetie in the most you know demeaning kind of way uh howard white who is played by chris tucker uh in this movie and who is just like a fantastic person howard white always called me lizzie d lizzie d (laughs) which i enjoyed i enjoyed i was in uh i was in beaverton last year for a meeting and i actually bumped into howard white and all these years later he saw me across, you know, a crowded lobby, and he came over, gave me a big hug, and said, "Lizzie D." That's <laughs> nice. No, that's a good nickname for you, Liz. It is. Yes. So yeah. there are some there are some funny real stories in this. There are some funny not real stories. I I found it very entertaining, Julie. And yeah. somehow you find yourself like r- taking sides, rooting, cheering. So I enjoyed it. Right. I would I would recommend. It. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, so that's it. We covered some cultural things. Now we're going to talk about terrifying animals coming to a city near you. (laughs) Right. So, you know, I love National Geographic, and I also enjoy stories about animals in urban areas. I think it's good for people to, like, get freaked out by animals in their cities. You know, like, Mm -hmm. what is this mountain lion doing in our city or this coyote? So I went into this story about otters in Singapore with an open heart. I thought it would be a fun story about otters making their way in an urban area. Liz and Julie, there are pictures of these otters standing up 
and walking through the parks of Singapore. And mm. I don't know if I'm down with that, you know? I mean, they're pretty cute in rivers, right? Uh, they're pretty cute in rivers. Now imagine if they walked out of the river. Julie, there's a picture of an otter climbing up a ladder to like get out of a river so he can walk around the streets of Singapore. How do you I, feel about that? I thought they were mainly swimmers. I don't I didn't know that they did that much walking later. They're adapting, Julie. That's the point of this story. Oh. They are thriving and adapting in Singapore very, very quickly. Well, they have I'm a lot of food say. stalls and they have some good food there. Yeah. So, uh, do they bite? Do otters bite? Is there Yes, any- Liz. Yes. They're not that cute. Yeah, they can be aggressive. Guess the food they're eating, Julie. They're eating the koi out of people's ponds, which is making people crazy. That's expensive koi. So, yeah, it's like an open season koi. So they have about 100 otters now wandering around the streets of Singapore. And they walk walk around. They're like gangs. They're gangs. I mean, technically, they're family groups, but they're gangs of otters, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I would rather have a mountain lion than one of these otters strolling through the park because, you know, they're just 20 pounds. They look cute. I I think they're taking over. So anyway, but apparently the folks in Singapore are really into them. Uh, They've made them like the mascot because it's a relatively new phenomenon. They just, you know, that they sort of. Oh, so they're they're not capturing them or anything. They're they're just letting them eat the koi and move around the city. Okay. Yeah. I got those cute faces, Leanne. Come on. Okay. Just go to the photos and see it it walking through the park. (laughs) (laughs) May change your mind. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting (laughs) rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair is really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay. And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you, it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros.
Liz, you know we love talking about frame bridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, <laughs> because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> and that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. All right, Julie and Liz, I think I told you or I've told other people next Tuesday, the paperback of Lost and Found in Paris is coming out. So it's very exciting news for me. It's great to have you go to paperback. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to be out and about doing a few events. It's not an extensive tour. It's just a few events. Um, but I just got the books this week and they look great. It's the same cover. So that's nice. I mean, I love my covers, so I'm super happy mm-hmm. to have the paperback be the same cover. And if you haven't read the book yet, or if you've read it and you think I'd also like it in paperback, please feel free to pre-order. That would be awesome. <laughs> or to go into your independent bookstore and order it there or ask for it or make sure they're they're uh, they're uh, carrying it. That would be great. Or you could pick it for your book club and I'm happy to do uh, a book club event with you. A lot of book clubs just read paperbacks. Happy to do that too. But I wanted to let you know about a couple of events I'll be doing next week just to support the launch. Um, next Tuesday, when the book comes out on the 18th, I'm going to be doing a virtual event on Crowd cast. That's the platform I've used before. Many of you have joined me for those, uh, you know, bring your own book club events over the last couple of years for the Sweeney sisters and for Lost and Found in Paris. So next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, I'm doing an Ask Me Anything. So, I mean, within reason, people, but uh, anything about writing or the book or the podcast, it's just going to be a freewheeling thing. I'm not doing much of a presentation. The great thing about Proud Crowdcast is we don't have to see you. It's not like Zoom, but it has a good chat feature. You can interact. You can even come on camera and ask questions if you want to. Uh, it's a free event. It's virtual. I'll be there 7 p.m. 
Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, ask me anything. And then if you do pick the book for your book club, or if you've read it recently and want to discuss it, I am doing a Bring Your Own Book Club event on May 2nd. Okay, so that's going to be also 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. So there's a link in the show notes. There's going to be a link everywhere. I'll spread this around to register for the Crowdcast event. You do have to register ahead of time. Just give me an email. That's all it takes there. Um, But I would love to have you join me in these events and spread the word about the book if you can. Looking forward to it. I'm doing a luncheon this weekend for 170 people. That will be the kickoff event and, and then doing these virtual events next week. Very exciting. Absolutely. And very what a perfect way to celebrate tax day. Okay. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so after you file your taxes, why don't you go get a nice paperback book to read to take you away to Paris? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I think that would be a good idea. Uh, well, it's time for Entertaining Sisters. And as Leon previewed at the top of the show, I have moved off Brit Box, but I have a show, a, a series. It's a mini series. It's only six episodes. It's on Acorn TV. It's called Accept, Acceptable Risk. It came out in 2017, but I, I don't think any of us remember anything from that period. And <laughs> right? I mean, Right after, you know, with COVID, we, we don't have no idea what was going on then. But this is really quite good. Okay, first of all, it is a story of, of a woman, Sarah, and she finds out that her big pharma marketing husband is killed in Montreal, Canada. Okay, so she's Irish and lives in Dublin, and she's thrown into this tailspin. And so there is an ensuing investigation about how did her husband die, and he died under very mysterious circumstances. So there are multiple forces uh, at work in this six-part uh, uh, miniseries. You have Big Pharma. You have Irish investigators. You have Canadian investigators. There's a little CIA going on. There's even German investigators. And then what I love the best, sisters, just solid gold Irish accents for all six episodes. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. I mean, did you did you have to keep on the uh, subtitles? Like, how Irish were the accents? No, no, they, it wasn't thick. Like, it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't like, like it wasn't Dairy thick. Girls. It wasn't Dairy Girls. Thick. It wasn't Dairy Girls. It wasn't Lucky Charms thick. It was more just you. You you'd be able to. Okay. Good. It. But it's quite. It's very suspenseful. It's well written. Uh, Elaine Cassidy, who plays Sarah, is an ex- excellent actress. She does a great job. And Angeline Ball, who plays the Irish investigator, is also very compelling. So that's acceptable risk. Acorn TV, six episodes. Okay, good good recommendation, Julie. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we did start to watch The Night Agent. I finally convinced my husband because you two liked it. I, we wouldn't take my word for it. And of course he loves it. Yes. It's great. It's fantastic. It's fun. So this will be, I'm not a subscriber to Acorn TV. I'm, I, I may, I may need to, I may need to. Um, okay. So my job here at Satellite Sisters is to put the beach bag books list together. Uh, and I am taking my job very seriously. Just want you to know that I am reading away. I am listening away. I am trying to put books on the list that may not be on other people's lists. So that list will come out in mid-May. Uh, just want you to know that's what I'm doing with a lot of my free time is reading and listening. Sometimes you start listening to those books and then you forget to do your day job, which is a problem. So, 
<laughs> I mean, I got a, I got a, I mean, we talked about cleaning earlier. I got a lot of cleaning done this weekend just because I was listening to a book I was really engaged in. So uh, working on that list. But as always, we always love your book suggestions. So go ahead and put any recent books that you've read that you've loved on the Facebook group page. We'd love to see that, what you're reading. Okay. And on the entertaining front, I wanted to cover a few things happening in our own social media feeds, sisters, because we always put the links in the show notes, but we barely mention stuff that's going on in so, some of the social feeds we have. So I wanted to remind people in the Facebook group, I there is a very entertaining thread going on now that is just Top Chef out of context. So Top Chef out of context. If you are watching season 20 of Top Chef, the goal of this thread is just for people to put in some of the crazy things they say on the show, but with no context. I don't care who said it. I don't care what the context was around it. Just all by itself, these things are very funny. So the faves of the week, um, the uh, Heather posted. At one point, there was somebody just said, holy drizzle bizzle. Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> when, that's Top Chef out of context. And then I posted one that was, um, the sentence was, I could taste the scorch. Oh, yeah. Uh, right? That's okay. the worst. Yeah, it's the worst, right? <laughs> now, I will confess that it was Tom Calicchio who said that. <laughs> so when Tom Calicchio says, I could taste the scorch, you're probably dropping your knives and going yeah. home. That is, just, <laughs> that is not the way it works. Anyway, Top Chef, out of context thread there in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, which, by the way, is a private group. So you can join. We let people in if you answer the questions. But everything you post there is private. So say whatever you want. Uh, on Instagram, you know, we do have an Instagram feed. Leon always mentions that, like, our fun graphics from Emily go there, um, go up there every week after she listens through to the show. But we've also started doing a few more live drop-ins there or news and follow-ups there. There's going to be a lot of follow-up over there about the uh, the big fun weekend. So if you're not following us on Instagram, I recommend it. It's, it's livelier than you think over there on Instagram. And the link's there also in the show notes. And then one last reminder, we have a YouTube channel. All the new podcast episodes also get posted on the YouTube channel. So are you subscribed? You might enjoy it. Or do you want an easy way to forward a friend who may not be a podcast listener? Right. One of our most recent shows. It's super easy. Anyone will accept a a um a forward from YouTube. So I recommend Satellite Sisters on YouTube for all kinds of stuff. So that's what's happening in the socials. Liz, nice. Happening in the socials. Wow. <laughs> okay, you're hired. Okay. <laughs> Your new job was put that together. Yeah, um, Lizzie D. You put it together. Hey, this is Lizzie D's update on what's happening in the socials. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay, that's the show for this week. We'd like to thank our engineer, Sergio Enriquez. Thank you, Sergio, and our graphic designer, Emily Loudermilk. Thank you, Emily. Uh, we appreciate everything you guys do for the show. Uh, we'd like to thank you for listening to the show. It really makes a huge difference that we have listeners and that the listeners just board our sponsors. So thanks to the sponsors for supporting Satellite Sisters. It's just one big happy circle here at the Satellite Sisterhood. Mm -hmm. Don't forget those tickets for Big Fun Weekend go on sale this weekend.
weekend on Saturday. So we would love to see you in Minneapolis in mid-October. Love to see you there. All right, let's go to to-dos. Jewel, what, what do you got on your to-do list? Oh, I've got a good one this week. You know, I've been studying on how to have a better nap. And this week, there is something called a Navy SEAL nap. Have you heard about this? No. no? Okay, well, okay. Okay, Navy SEAL naps. Eight to 11 minutes, but what, there's the key is you've got to lie on the floor and lift your legs up about, above your heart. And oh. then you take an eight to 11 minute nap and it's supposed to be supposed to be great. Okay, now I am in no way, in any way related to a Navy SEAL or look like a Navy SEAL, but I'm going to give this nap a, a, a try because I think okay. it's, it's worth it. Everybody take a Navy SEAL nap. This week. I'm curious for you to report back on your findings because that does not sound relaxing at all. Okay. Oh. Okay, Lizzie D. Okay, well, Lizzie D. Just asked. Like the whole just shut down my to do. Okay, you're no, out. No, I want you to do it because I want to know if you find it just relaxing. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Okay. That pose. That pose in yoga is called like the pose, the force of life pose. It's supposed to be really oh. good for you to elevate your legs. It gives your heart a break. Relaxes your heart. So the blood flow, it reverses the blood flow. So it, it, it does take a while to get used to, but I believe in you, Julie. Although I've never seen you nap in my entire life. I've never <laughs> no, really no. even seen you sit down. So I no. wish you good luck in just not moving <laughs> for 8 to 11 okay. minutes. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. This weekend for me is tomato mania. I've got to get the tomato plants into the garden. I have Sunday to do it. Uh, the rains are over. The sun is back. The, I did all the weeding and all the bed prep last weekend. Tomatoes going in the garden this weekend. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Well, on my to-do list, uh, many of you know that our sister Sheila is a teacher in New York City, and she texted me earlier this week. She has a student who is working on a history report on the 1999 Women's World Cup. And oh, because, fun! Yes. And because she knew that I worked on the 1999 Women's World Cup, she was wondering if the student could interview me, which, of course, yes. I'm really looking forward to it, though I am a little bit put off by the fact that it's a history. History. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but okay. All right. I understand. It was a previous millennium. Okay. I got it. Anyway, so that's what I'll, that's what I'll be. I'm happy to answer all of her questions. I think it's so fun. So fun. How fun. All right. We're going to see everyone in Minneapolis, I hope. Sisters, have a yes. great week. You, you too, Leanne. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>